Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second episode of Roadie for the Day. Thanks for everyone that's listening. Uh, today, I have Christian from Kicked Off the Streets here with me. What's up, Ty? Pat Ty, how you doing? Good, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, when I came up with this show, you were like one of the first people I had in mind that I was like, I, I really want to have a conversation with you, man, because you're, you're Appreciate doing Appreciate it, some, man. Yeah, Thanks for course, having me man. on. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you, you know, you're doing some really interesting stuff, man, with your band and just, you know, with your with yourself in general, you know, in, in your relationship and um, kind of just like how you carry yourself, man. And, you know, I've noticed that for a while now I've been following Kicked Off the Streets for probably like two, two years now or so, maybe, maybe a little over that. And yeah, man, just wanted to sit down and have like an actual conversation with you. So thank you again for coming yeah, on. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Never and you said anything like this before. Yeah, and you, but you <laughs> said you listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I do, I yeah. do. What are some of the ones that you've been uh, on recently? Um, I really like um, uh, The Minimalists, and then there's one called, uh, what is it called? It's called like Mind Body something, Mind Body Green, but it's like a health podcast. Okay. Yeah, And is that cool. Is that where you get, so like for people that don't know, um, you're like, you know, a huge advocate, man, of like, you know, vegan, eating healthy, just like Definitely. maintaining, you know, stuff that like is really helping the earth, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm all know, about that right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> dude. And not and not in like in, in it's not in a way that's like, you know, you're, you're not like forcing it down people's mouth. You're kind of just like presenting really like true facts, like, you know, on your Instagram stories that I yeah. see and just like, you know, you're not like just eat like this but like you're actually giving people or showing them like hey you could do this instead exactly yeah and are you getting that from like watching other podcasts or did you like kind of develop <laughs> it's, that it's been a, a long road i think when i first went vegan i was like one of those annoying vegans that was like yelling in people's face and i've kind of just settled down just knowing that's just not how people are gonna take your information and they don't want you to be aggressive about it like and not even too preachy like i try to not put it up on social media like too often you know kind of like space it out i don't plan it but it's just like it's just naturally you know like i right. know not to like uh be too pushy you know but definitely just giving people facts and um something um something like uh you know just maybe showing them a, a netflix documentary they can watch or something but um that's that's just stuff that i've kind of learned uh podcasts though i just kind of get a lot of information that i didn't already know um, you know, I like to listen to like a lot of scientists and like uh, nutritionists, and uh, so that podcast it's called the um, the Mind Body Green podcast. Uh-huh. It's pretty dope. Uh, they have like nutritionists, um, physicians, a bunch of cool people that go on that show, and that's kind of new. But now everything um, that I've learned just kind of came from like other people and uh, uh, a lot of documentaries and stuff like that yeah cool was what what age again did you say you started to uh, become when you went vegan so i went vegetarian at like uh 21 and then once i turned 23 what is it 23 yeah because i've been vegan for three years now uh that's when i went vegan okay yeah very nice man yeah i was dating this girl she was in texas um and she was vegan and she kind of just was that extra step, you know, someone that you're with can definitely influence you and stuff. So, uh, kind of talk some sense into my head that like, uh, going all the way is like more 
um, more of a move than just being vegetarian, you know, because you're still using the animal products. You're still, like, contributing to, like, the animal industry. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, like, just made the extra step. Did you did you go right vegetarian, right to vegan, or did you go, like, pescatarian or anything like that? You know what? I actually was not even vegetarian that whole time that I was vegetarian. That was, like, two years. Um, I was actually eating fish, like, every couple weeks, like okay. sushi. Right. I could not give up so sushi. So, like, dude. basically considered pescatarian. Yeah, pescatarian, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but I see you ha- you go and eat vegan sushi. Oh, yeah, And dude. I didn't even know that existed, in all honesty, until you started Dude, I am thing. so glad it does exist, because yeah. <laughs> I, I get tempted sometimes to eat real fish, and uh, uh, the slop, they actually showed me this spot, and uh, where, where is it? It's in Fullerton, and it's called... Um, it's called Huntington Ramen, and they have, like, regular sushi, and then they have vegan sushi. And it's a low-key spot. Like, you wouldn't think they would have vegan stuff. They don't promote it on the outside or anything, but they have a whole menu, and it's, like, really good and really tasty. It tastes like fish. It'll fool you. Really? Yeah, wow. dude. Oh, man. And you said one time, what is it called again? Huntington Ramen. Huntington Ramen. Yeah. All right. That's they have definitely two locations, one in Huntington Beach and then one in Fullerton. Okay. Yeah. Fullerton seems to have all the good food spots, man. Like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, Pomona needs more, man. But, I you know, know, like, or our area needs more. Definitely. Like, San Dimas, Laverne, Fullerton. But there's some San good Dimas spots. San Dimas has nothing. It sucks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Damn. It really yeah, sucks. Yeah. We got Borigitas, at least. I know, dude. dude that's and, pretty like, cool. Shout out to that. Yeah, and, you I know, know, I definitely, you know, we should hit that later today, Taco Tuesday. Oh, I'm so down. Oh, it is Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow, I'm so yeah. thrown off. So, <laughs> so like, um, like you said, man, slow, slow progression. You know, leading up to veganism, and then <clears throat> you've been maintaining it. And have you noticed, like, what, what, what have you noticed, like, as a change, like, in I, yourself, and like your, like, maybe your, like, you know, like completely, like your skin. Is it like the way your your mood is? Your were you like a heavy meat eater before you changed? Yeah. Like, so you, before you started um, doing, I was. I mm-hmm. I meat was like every meal you know right which, which is normal for a lot of people yeah. um but once i stopped eating meat once i went completely vegan because vegetarian i didn't really notice a difference i was still eating cheese and i felt really lethargic and stuff and brain fog right but i just feel more clear like in my in my head i'm less moody mm-hmm. i think consuming animal products like you're consuming their negative energy that they went through before they got killed in the factory farms and stuff like i strongly believe that because once i stopped eating meat for good like uh and just every animal product once i cut all that out i was like a way healthier like happier person it felt like like honest to god i'm not just saying that like i i just felt like uh like a new man <laughs> yeah and uh more energy than i can even handle sometimes i have to go to the gym after work so i can like i don't know um you gotta exert some of that stuff gotta exert yeah. it yeah because you eat a lot of like high energy foods right. um you know like fruits vegetables like you're going to feel pretty good eating just fruits and vegetables all day. So like, can you um, maybe take us through like, um, like a daily like thing for you? Just, just so people can kind of like get like what you eat and you know, not like every single day, but just like what, what, what would be like kind of a basic rundown of what you eat? Okay. So like, uh, in the morning, I don't like to eat too much, um, in the morning because it kind of starts your day off kind of weird, but I'll eat like avocado toast and I'll sprinkle uh, nutritional yeast for my B12 vitamins and it has like, it's a complete protein. It has all your amino acids, so it's protein. Um, and then I'll put hemp hearts on top, just a bunch of spices. And then I'll usually have like a kombucha. And uh, yeah, that's it for the morning. 
then lunch, um, like the other day I had like um, chipotle, like a bean burrito with rice and guacamole. Um, and then for dinner, uh, like tonight I'm going to cook king oyster mushrooms and make scallops out of it. There's a recipe online for it, I guess. And then um, some asparagus, carrots, and uh, not sure what else. Sounds kind of boring, so I'll spice it up later. Yeah. <laughs> you tend to cook a lot, though. I do cook a lot, yeah. And, I mean, of course you do because you have your own, like, pop-up food thing called a Plant-Based Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do. Hopefully, you know, some of the listeners out there have got to experience that because it's, it's delicious, man. Thank you, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's another thing is you put me on, and, you know, I, I haven't had it since I've had yours, but um, hibiscus. Oh, hibiscus asada, yeah. yeah. That, that's so fire, man. Yeah? Like, you liked yeah, it? Cool. Oh, yeah. Well, the jackfruit and then, you know, the hibiscus. Like, yeah. I, you know, I maybe heard about jackfruit before you started posting about it, but when you made it, I was like, that looks bomb. <laughs> like, you know, so Thank like I said, did. man, I, I hope people um, that listen to this that maybe don't know who you are or, you know, um, do start following you because you kind of, like I said, present it in a very cool way or at least follow Plant Based Boys, see where you guys are, uh, you know, doing stuff next and like, you yeah. know, super affordable prices and just like really cool options uh, like that queso that you make like what, what is that like a like a cashew queso? oh yeah it's made out of cashews and nutritional yeast which Dang. tastes kind of cheesy so that's where you get the cheesy flavor from yeah do you just experiment in your kitchen sometimes like yeah dude i i love to just throw stuff together i don't measure i just do little taste tests here and there and just throw a bunch of spices together um yeah i like to make stuff interesting because you know, vegetables can be pretty goddamn boring if you don't season <laughs> them or, yeah. you know, cook them right. So, yeah. All right. Do you do you find yourself at a lot of farmer's markets or, like, trying to, like, find, like, like that hibiscus flower? Like, is that easy to find? Do you go, like, out and pick that or, like, I what got do you that do? At, uh, actually, I got that at Superior. Um, but this morning, me and uh, my girlfriend, we went to a farmer's market in Brea. I think it was Brea. Um, and it was so cheap, dude. Like, I think it was like five pounds of bananas for a dollar. Whoa. And like, yeah, so I bought like the king, king mushrooms there. They're like huge for three bucks for like a huge pack. And you can do a lot with mushrooms. And, uh, so yeah, I like farmer's markets as of today. <laughs> I never really went, uh, I guess Sprouts is considered a farmer's market though. I, I shop at Sprouts like a lot. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Sprouts is like the next best like the affordable whole foods or something it like is that. yeah you know, like all their, their produce is pretty cheap yeah yeah very cool yeah I, I find myself at sprouts a lot too man and that's the thing you see it's just it's just finding those options and those mm -hmm. like um, alternatives to what you eat are you like a fan of that beyond meat stuff though uh, i am you I are am. yeah i try not to eat it too much because it's like it's higher in sodium than a regular burger right and, uh, saturated fat but is it really? Uh, yeah. I think just the sodium, actually. The saturated fat might be a little lower than a regular burger. Okay. Um, and I don't really trip about sodium too much. I think it's just that it's a processed food. Mm -hmm. I try to stay away from those as much as possible. Right. And just eat, like, whole, whole foods. One of my buddies kind of just brought it to my point, though. And, you know, this won't keep talking about this food stuff. We'll <laughs> eventually get to other oh, stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. But, <laughs> you know, my buddy mentioned that the fact that all these fast food places are making these plant alternatives and making, you know, like giving these people these options, it's really saying something, man, about where we're headed 
and it's saying that they are kind of taking notice too. Hopefully they're doing it for the good. And you yeah. know, this, this meat is good, yeah. but like, you know, it's not something where like five years later, they're like, if you eat impossible meat, you have a lawsuit on your, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> know, like, hopefully yeah. it's not that shit. And I don't think it is, but you know, the fact that they're starting to do this, it's like, we can't really sustain, man. And like people yeah, do have to start thinking about alternatives, whether they Definitely. really want to or not, man. Like, Seriously. you know, it's not like, um, it's like, you know, people, of course, there's, there's still going to be meat out there and there's still going to be people that like want Always. it and need it. And like, you know, I don't know if there's ever going to be a black market for it, but I think that they just kind of want to awaken people like even just like the mass public in general because they're like, hey, we kind of need to get off of this. Yeah, and definitely, like, dude. Yeah, so, but hopefully they just keep on coming up with like, you know, good alternatives and like maybe in actually incorporating real vegetables into their food. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, <laughs> like observing like, hey, maybe we could just cook mushrooms on the grill or yeah, some shit yeah, like yeah. that instead of just like, we need a meat alternative. Like, Yeah, I, I respect it a lot though because there's, there's people that like, I mean, for me too, like I needed the meat alternatives coming off of meat. Like I needed the... The hot dogs and the the deli slices, the, to the tofurkey yeah, and the all that kind of stuff, shit, yeah, yeah okay. all that stuff. And um, so I respect it, you know. Like Impossible, they're doing a great thing. Like the founder, mm -hmm. um, he's got a really great moral. Like um, he's got great morals, dude. And he's just like such a down to earth guy. It seems like, um, and he's just honestly trying to give people a better option for the environment for their health. Okay. And um, even though it's not a health food, it's definitely I think better than just you know eating meat oh uh, beef yeah most definitely man yeah. yeah yeah i hope hopefully people get out there and try it and stuff so yeah but you know moving on i guess man um yeah. the fact that so you sometimes you vend at the shows that you play at yeah like i think you did you did that for halloween time or i actually gave that to my brother to do cause okay i was just way too overwhelmed there was a lot going on right but i did it at ugly fest uh Okay. Right here in Pomona. Yeah. Yeah. And what's that like? Is it just like you you vent you're vending right before you get on stage, right after stage? Like I I just like keeping my day busy. So like I'll start cooking in the morning mm. and then uh, show up to the show early, start selling, and I get to meet a lot of people. A lot of my fans come up and they're they're like super stoked to meet me, and then I'll sell them tacos and like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of like. Uh, helps me be more personable with my fans as well as like feed them good food so they don't leave and go eat shit Taco Bell down the street or something. Right. You know, give them something good and to keep them energized throughout the show and have a good time. I that guess that's what I like. <laughs> Dude, that's that's what's that's what's really cool and that's what I you know, like I said, man, that I notice and I thought was like really admirable, man, is that you're very personable and when people come up to you to talk about these things, you're pretty like open about it. You're not gonna be like, uh you yeah, know, no, I never you, turn anyone. You wanna on. you wanna educate people. And yeah. that's that's something that this podcast is about, man. It's like like I, I mentioned in my first one was that just like so many of these band members and you know, everyone has like their own thing that they're doing and I notice it all, you know, because I'm watching from my yeah, phone. You're in the scene, man. You know, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I'm I'm trying, man. I try to be out there. Of course there's like dudes that make every show, you know, like yeah, yeah. I'm you know, we'll get to that too. Um but just just watching people and like seeing what they do for the scene or for just like the the community and for like you know to get other band members like the slop like you said you guys hang out a lot and you guys you know go find these vegan places together and you yeah guys are those kinda, are my buds and best you, buds. you see it's cool to have like you said someone else there 
doing the same kind of mm-hmm. stuff as you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, I think that maybe, you know, people that are trying to get into that, maybe go vegetarian or go pescatarian. They need to just kind of find a homie that like is down too. Yeah, and exactly, exactly. Makes it easier, it man. Makes it so. way easier, dude. Yep. Uh, I was like the only vegan. Um, so for a while, so it was kind of hard, but the slop, but yeah. But yeah. How about any other other uh, kicked off the streets members? Oh no, nah, dude, no. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Hardcore, like uh, we need burgers. To, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're open to it now, though. I mean, they're they used to be like super, just like they'd always fuck with me, you know, like. Uh, but now they'll actually try the food. They're like Matt. He's probably the most. Um, no, Matt and Mila are both really down to eat vegan food. Like okay. every time I feed them like plant based boy stuff, they're like, "Oh my god, dude, so good," you know, and like. Fire. Milo actually was vegan for a little bit, I think, because um, his brother, he was living with his brother, and his brother's vegan, and so is his girlfriend, so he kind of was in the environment already and just ate whatever they made, so, yeah, they're all they're all open to it. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so, Matt, guitarist, Milo, bassist, bassist yeah. and... Carrick, drum- uh, drummer. Carrick, drummer, yeah. got you, cool, man. Yeah, yeah man, that's... um. So yeah, so when you when you're doing the shows and you're vending and all that, it is like um, you're are you seeing? Well, let's get back. When are you seeing? Like I I I just want to say, I've never been to a kicked off the street show where like a pit didn't start within the <laughs> first or second song, man. You know, so like you must see some crazy stuff from stage, right? Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, like the sometimes p- I make a face while I'm singing, like. <laughs> can't help it i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah it's dude, it's such it's so awesome to see man like and when i'm you know i've been in the pits and i've been in the crowds and i've seen them and it's something about when you guys start it's like it's not like a dangerous pit you know what i'm saying it's yeah, not like yeah, a, it's yeah. not like a a violent pit where no, like no. like metal shows where like people are like trying to swing know, and hard yeah no. man it's like when i see your guys is like crowds and like everyone's like smiling and everyone's like you know and sometimes you guys are playing in like some super dusty backyards <laughs> like <laughs> I hate it, like dude. the yeah. last show man that i halloween time halloween time yes. i didn't want that man but yeah, yeah. no well <laughs> you know what's really cool is how you guys did that was mm-hmm. you got whoa went from like one dusty stage to another know, but yeah. <laughs> um hopefully the people who are listening or you know got to experience that that was such a cool experience that was my first time going to a halloween time you guys have been throwing it for what like three it's been two now two years yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so this was the second one yeah yeah. all yeah. right so i didn't get the first one but you guys went big man thank you dude yeah, yeah it was it was this like you know i didn't know what to expect yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I didn't either to be honest because you know we collab with somebody okay uh, utopian and uh i show up and they're they're building this huge ass fucking stage and i was like whoa dude like I don't know if I, I didn't know if I wanted that big of a stage. You know, the plan was two stages right. like last year because it went so smooth, dude, and it was done by 10 before okay. the cops could, you know, uh, before anyone complained. And uh, But it was still cool, that stage, you know, and it gave everyone an opportunity to, f- you know, the bands that haven't played on a stage like that, like it gave them an opportunity to like feel how it is to be on a professional stage, you know, like DFYH and Lonnie. I don't think they've played a stage like that. Maybe they have. I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, but. I don't know. It was cool. And then we had a good crowd for all the bands. And then, uh, unfortunately, the cops got called, I think, because we didn't have a porta potty, which wasn't our fault. Uh, but we didn't end up getting a porta potty, and people kept going to Pepper Tree. 
mm. uh, to pee. So I think they called the cops on us, and I think it would have went. It would have went all night. But if you would have had the porta potty, had the porta potty. Yeah, yeah, damn, just that one thing. Man. I know, dude. Yeah. But yeah, we 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 saved the show. Took it to Matt's house. His you, backyard and well, that's why I wanted to talk about. You guys made that like a super smooth transition, man. Thanks, we tried. Like, you know, I was, like losing my hair, trying you know, to <laughs> get everything over there. Did you guys have that planned already? Like, if this got shut down, we're gonna go over there. Or Absolutely you guys just, not. Dude. No, it was just, oh, yeah, it was a spare. Sh- like right when we saw the cops, Matt just came up to me and he was like, "I'm gonna call my landlord just in case." No, so he got shit. that all handled. I started going up to every single person in the crowd. Yeah, I remember you came up to me. Per- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> telling them personally, like, "Hey, don't worry. Like, we got another house. It's ten minutes away. Like, and just got everyone on board. And I think even more people were at that second spot. It felt Dude, like. it well, like, uh, definitely because you know, yeah, man. I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was it was it was a great crowd. Both shows, man, and just or both uh, locations. And that's why I was like, I was like, you guys must have had this plan because it went pretty (laughs) smooth. Because like, even when I left the first venue, I was like, I probably should give these guys like maybe like an hour. They're not going to have this set up in time. And then, yeah, showed up and like, I think I almost like missed Archer O because I didn't think it was going to be set (laughs) up. And then I got there, like I think caught like the last two or three songs of them. And then you guys, man. But yeah, that's, that's one thing with the Backyard shows is like I said, these people are still going crazy even though there's so much dust, man. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> and that's a testament, dude. That's a testament to, like, people really feeling the music. Fuck and yeah. I, I think that's something that's really special about you guys, man, because I've been to, I want to say, almost 10. You've been like, to a lot. I've seen you. Kicked off the sh- street yeah. shows. And But w- the thing is, I've been to, like, the ones in L.A., and then I've been, like, to the one in Riverside, mm-hmm. and I've been to the Pomona. ones in Pomona, and, like, just around. So it's kind of like different like you'll see the some of the same people but it's also kind of different scenes but they're all like just getting down man yeah like, <laughs> i love it i love it it's yes. a good vibe and you guys have been a band for like how long four years now um we didn't start playing shows till like 2016 summer beginning mm-hmm. of summer or end of spring or something like that okay so we were a band for a cool minute working on ourselves playing shitty bars before we found the scene, the music scene in 2016. Right, like actually playing backyard shows yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I consider all that other shit before, like practice leading right. up to that, like the bar shows and the weird shit. Were you guys doing like covers and stuff like that? You or? know what? Yeah, we, we our first cover ever was uh, what is, Fell in Love with a Girl by The White Stripes. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Damn, I didn't. I, I can't even imagine you guys doing covers. Except you guys did a Bad Brains cover. Yeah, we did. But I can't imagine you guys doing like White Stripes. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I don't know. I mean, probably in your own way. But were you guys actually like covering songs, like it kind of exactly how they were to get those bar shows and stuff like that? Uh, or no, we kind no? of we always put our own twist on every cover that we do or try to. Okay. Uh, we just didn't have a full set list, so we had to play a cover literally, like because we only had like five songs. All right. And that was not enough to fill a 30 minute time slot. That was only like a, you know, like a 20 minute set or something like that. So. And some of those songs, uh, do you guys still have those songs? Like, do you guys still play those songs that yeah, were in those yeah. first like a uh, five? Yeah, dude. <laughs> song like, set, yeah. So one of them is reboot the system. We used to play it so different back in the day, but. So we were playing that. Um, a couple other ones like Peach Fuzz wasn't written yet. Neither was my cup of tea, but like, uh, I think it was reboot. There's a song on Laotian, the Laotian Sun EP, uh, What's Going Wrong, mm-hmm. that we played, uh, The Weeknd, 
and break down a song that we don't play at all anymore. I don't know if anyone even knows it. Uh, it's on SoundCloud, but uh, yeah, we just had like four or five songs that we would play, and we we play reboot still. We actually put that song down for like two years, yeah, and because we were over it, we we couldn't make it come together. And then so when we were writing the album last year, uh, we brought it back and just made it like really cool. And so we've been playing it ever since we released the album. Nice. And we're gonna bring back uh, what's going wrong. We're gonna change it a little bit because. It's like a reggae kind of thing, but we're going to just make it like a fast song. Right. The most recent release that you guys did was uh, Sandemus Rowdy Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, that's... Who, who, do you guys make do your own art, or what do you... Yeah, I did that, the whole cover art for that. With the with the wagon. Sandemus and Carriage. The, yeah, <laughs> that, that is sick, man. Yeah. People probably go to Sandemus probably are like, that's the kicked off the streets wagon. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know what's cool is I, I was at the Tool concert a couple weeks ago. At the forum, and my dad's old friends from fucking high school recognized me because I saw them at the last Tool concert a couple years ago. Yeah. And it's funny how I met them. I uh, I was just talking to my brother, like, saying, you know, talking about Kicked Off the Street, saying, like, we're going to put San Dimas on the map. Like, I was, like, really hyped up, you know, because we were playing, like, some pretty good shows. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the dude behind me goes, wait, you're from San Dimas? And I'm like, yeah, dude. And, uh... He's like, what's your last name? And I said, Burkhard. And he's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, I know your dad. <laughs> uh, and it was crazy. Dude. Just randomly. So some weird. Just yeah. these dudes sitting behind you at the right concert. Right behind it. It was in the beer line. So he bought oh, me and my brother some beers. That's <laughs> badass. And we hung man. out with them. But anyways, I saw them again at the Tool show a couple weeks ago. And I gave them a couple Rowdy Boy stickers with the carriage on it. And they were just laughing hysterically. Was like, yeah. They were like, these are so fucking badass, dude. Like. It was funny. It was cool. He's Hell like, yeah. you guys, you're making us proud, man. We grew up there. like That dude. <laughs> I don't know any other bands in San Dimas. Do you, are there uh, any? Uh, Barote lives in San Dimas, I believe, but they're not. Barote, the music. Yeah, but okay. I, th- I think they're from somewhere else. I don't know. Okay, but, but some of them are living there in San Dimas. Yeah. Okay. And then now what? Some of them are from San Dimas. That's like that punk band. Um, they're a coming artist, upcoming artist. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man, you, you guys keep very also, I mean, you go to a lot of shows too, I'm assuming, yeah? Cool, cool. Uh, not as much lately, but definitely I was going to a lot of shows even when we weren't playing shows, because mm-hmm. I was like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. I like going to shows, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very nice, man. Um, So you guys also, you guys don't just play around here though, man. You guys go to Vegas. You guys did a tour recently, right? Uh, we did a tour back in June mm-hmm. or May, and we went to El Paso, Texas and then Arizona and then in April we went to Berkeley we kind of just do these mini shits cause mini tours yeah because we we work too much so it's hard to do like a full week or something you know but got you yeah what, what's that like do you have to do you guys all have just jobs that kind of are like ah we're gonna be gone for a week is that cool or like yeah um, or is it kind of like tough too it's man? pretty tough yeah because yeah, I work for a mental health agency and like my boss She's really fucking cool, uh-huh. uh, and she's she's super like supportive of my music uh, career outside of work, and uh, so she's really cool. But there's sometimes where you know if I if I don't have enough vacation time or if there's not enough coverage at work, they won't let me leave, and I can't really do week. I can do week vacations, but I like to save those for when I go visit my dad up in Washington, or yeah, so it's hard. And then for the boys. Uh, same kind of situation. It's just hard for them to get work off. Yeah, yeah. Plus but my yeah. drummer has a kid now, so it's like 
Oh, really? Yeah, he's got to fucking work his ass off. Damn. Yeah. And he still goes out and plays these shows, yeah, though, dude. man. That's yeah, hey, he's, much he's respect. He's super dedicated, man. yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, you guys are doing something that um, you can definitely see people notice and, you know, people support it. And they, like you said, you kind of, you bring, like, you kind of give kicked off the streets. Like, everyone has their own meaning to it, I think. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's, like, something you intended or like Definitely. when you hear the name you're kind of like well what does that mean yeah and like it's and no i mean you have a little background on it or? i do um so i came up we me and matt were trying to come up with a name for like weeks and we were going back and forth and uh i finally came up with kids off the streets because mm-hmm. we're recovering addicts i thought that was a cool meaning and that's the only meaning it kind of had and he's like kicked off the streets and i was like no, but that's way fucking cooler. So <laughs> we went, we went with that. Yeah. And then we were like, this could mean this, this, and this, and we were kind of just um, but you know we've had like friends that have like died from drugs, and I think like the, the meaning for me is like you know, f- my friends that have been kicked off the streets, uh, or you know that just lost their lives from being on the streets. I don't know. It was kind of like a, a, a tribute to them or something. And then uh. Matt likes how, like, uh, you know, homeless people are getting kicked off the streets, literally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's illegal to be homeless, and it's it's stupid, but it's kind of like a political, I guess. It could be a political name, too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and th- well, you guys, you know, I listen, I mean, I have the album, and I listen to the past tracks and stuff like that. And I mean, you do have a little political undertones in your uh, in your lyrics bit. and stuff like that, man. Yeah. And nothing that's like I support this Too side, much. this yeah, side. But no. it's like, and I think that's. I mean, partly. I mean, you guys are a punk band, right? Yeah. You're like, well, I mean, well, what do you guys? I, I we don't really classify as anything. Well, yeah, I don't know. We're not just punk though. It's no, no, not at all. You know, like, but you guys definitely embody that that. Um, that attitude oh for sure you know and like the the way you're doing things and just and that's not even like in, in any way that's like oh you guys are punk dude you got yeah, but it's yeah. more saying that like much respect at least coming Thank from you, me dude. because you guys are like doing it in your own way like i said kind of fighting the system in your own way man mm-hmm. and like the lyrics you know like I don't know exactly all the lyrics. Maybe you got to give me the lyric book one day. Yeah, <laughs> but, oh, um, shit, yeah, but, uh, like, I, I can definitely see, like, you know, in that song, like, Charlie Sheen, you're, like, mm-hmm. talking about, like, you know, why do we, like, let celebrities kind of, like, they don't do nothing for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's I, some good ones, but, like, mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, we look up to these people that are just, like, shitty people, you know, like, we do, man. And we, yeah. name, we, we named it Charlie Sheen because I think he was a good example of just being a piece of shit on the outside of, like, at the time, I don't, right? Yeah, at the time. Yeah. I, I don't know how he is now, but, uh, but in general, just like, in general, you don't hear Charlie Sheen doing anything good for <laughs> anybody, you know? And, like, you know, whether you like him or not, you don't hear him go, like, Charlie Sheen went to the hospital. And maybe he yeah. does, but, or supporting environmental causes, you know? Right. Like, uh, you know, you got Leonardo DiCaprio actually doing cool shit and just Russell Brand does like really cool stuff. Uh, oh, he's another podcaster that. Oh, he's a good. Yeah, yeah I, need I like to get his on podcast. Him. Yeah, man. He, he speaks a lot of truth Talk too, to man. Yeah, he's and a good it's dude. Like, so, yeah, th- that's that's it's kind of disheartening, man, when you see celebrities and if you are like following them and stuff when they don't really do anything. I know. Yeah, it's kind of like, dude, you have so much money, man. And it's like. You can't really say until you're in that position what you would do. 
mm-hmm. with that power or that influence or that money. But I'd like to think that if you, you know, supported or loved your fans and loved, you'd want them to do better for themselves and you'd want everyone as a whole to just like, you know, be better, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Spread like some good messages. And um, again, there's a lot of celebrities that do and shit. But, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I ever became, you know, you know, someone that people looked up to and shit. And uh, I guess I kind of am to like my clients and stuff and maybe some fans, which is so fucking awesome. But, um, you know, if I ever became like big, I kind of want to open up like a fucking rehab, a nonprofit rehab. So like people could go get help without having to worry, like, how am I going to pay for this? Like, you know, it's kind of stupid to think that a heroin addict can get really great treatment because it's not possible. They're, they don't have any money, you know? They're, like, mm-hmm. fucking bottom of the barrel, like, scraping. I don't know. You know You know what I mean? Like, uh... Totally. No, man. Yeah. It's like it's like we expect them when we see them. They're like, oh, why don't they just get help, man? Yeah, but then, yeah, like, you when can't. you look into <laughs> it, yeah, it's like where are they going and all these places are going to charge something. And yeah. it's like they don't have any money, man. It's exactly. like... Exactly. And, and then if they go to jail, that just makes the situation worse because they're, like... Boom, criminal record, can't get a good job, like, mm-hmm. ever again because you're a fucking a piece of shit junkie and it's, like, really messed up. I think that's, that's some people don't get it, I think, when they see, like, you know, a dude who looks kind of, like, strong or, like, yeah. he looks like he's healthy and it's like, dude, why aren't you getting a job? But it's, like, yeah. it's because of what you just said. Yeah. He got that, they put it on his record for something that he's just, like, kind of struggling through, but they're just, like, well. Yeah, and there's always you know. an underlying issue. It's, like, you know trauma or like some kind of mental illness that just over time like to cope with it they turn to drugs and stuff and yeah just not i I don't know there's not a lot of help out there and and celebrities could be doing more by funding or or um there's just a lot that people could do but um that's what i would do if i was a celebrity is for sure open up a rehab or fund rehabs and Maybe even try to change the political system a little bit, like uh, maybe not the political system, but the judicial system. Like mm. instead of sending a drug addict to jail, send them to a rehab for six months. Right. I bet you they will do so fucking good when they get out of there because that's all they need. Really, they need like support, connection in a facility that's going to give them that, you know, not in a jail where everyone's treating them like a fucking animal. It's going to make it worse. Yeah, man, where they have to fight, fight off people. And yeah. just it's. Yeah, our system is not, obviously, you know, people know this, but it's not, you know, it, it doesn't promote, like, self. Wellness. Or, like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> wellness. It doesn't promote wellness in general, man. It's kind of just, like, a, a system where they just keep wanting, like, you to cycle through to get money. I don't know, money or what, man. It just makes no sense, man. It is so, a big money scheme for sure. It's yeah. a big, like, loophole. Yeah. Big shithole. But people just kind of have to... I think people know that and it's getting even more brought to people's attention and it's like you know we're kind of and a lot of people are saying this but we're you know definitely in that kind of that dawn of that new awakening man where like we have access to all this information now with through social media and people like you talking about Mm -hmm. it and you know just a bunch of whole gang of people you know like being more aware and in all aspects not just like food stuff but just like the political the you know our society communities like they're just taking notice because you know people can just start recording now and like i think that's a a great thing man i mean it's 
it's bad when bad shit happens, but it's great when like you're using it for like to show the injustices or to show like yeah. you know if you see like animals being mistreated, it's like yo don't fucking go to this farm. Like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it's like that shit wouldn't have been brought to light in the 80s you know it and that's word of mouth that's why all that shit started that's why we're in this shit now yeah. because we didn't have that stuff to, it was all word of mouth exactly, exactly no one like yeah. really believes word of mouth man they need to see it they like need to see the they need to see facts. Shit. you know i follow a lot of like uh nutritionists like uh dr gregor and he always like posts some really cool shit but um no we live in a great age dude like like we have everything dude at the touch of our finger you want food right now or it's a pizza like fucking in five seconds and like um, to an extent that's bad, but I, I just mean that like we have, we live like Kings, dude. We're mm. literally like Kings don't even have it this fucking good, mm. you know, or didn't have it this good. I don't think there's Kings out there anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and the, in the information's out there, uh, we're awakening at like a pretty fucking cool rate. I think our kids and the generations to come are for sure going to like flip it all around and it's not going to, not going to be like this forever. It wasn't meant to, I don't think. You know, I don't think that we're going to fucking go down like this as a society. Like, yeah, no. we're going to put up a good fight at least. That's I don't know when the world's going to end, but <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like yeah. you said, man, putting up the good fight is really yeah. all you can uh, or the, you know, what we can do right now. Exactly. And that's what's important, man, is exactly. what we can do right now. And that we know what kind of effect, like you said, the generation, the next one or just like the people coming up, man, like, yep. you know, the younger kids will also be like maybe I shouldn't be eating Taco Bell, dude. Or maybe <laughs> I should, you know, I still enjoy it, but just make yeah, the right, me too. make the right decisions mm -hmm. when you pick the stuff that you're going to eat, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and just like take notice, man. But, Definitely. Um, but yeah, so kicked off the streets. Uh, I love that album cover, dude. You guys, you. yeah, you guys, what, what was that on the, which freeway was that? That was a 210 uh -huh. between Azusa Avenue and Citrus Avenue. Oh, exits. damn, right there in Covina. Uh, it's Azusa. Oh, Azusa. Yeah, and there's okay. like a, a, a walkway, I, I think off Rockvale is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, Rockvale. We used to pick up drugs there when we were shitty kids. No way. On that <laughs> yeah, bridge? Yeah, Rockvale, dude. So uh, that, that... on that bridge, but like we would always pass by that bridge going up Rockvale. Okay. Um, we had a dealer up there. and <laughs> So that's actually kind of why we wanted to do it right there. It's like kicked off the streets. We, you know. You guys um, had history back with to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, the leaving the drug world and, and, and being in a band now altogether. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to take a photo above the freeway because for one, that's great promotion. Like, mm. I don't think any bands really done that, like put their name blasted and nah. people look us up, dude. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, uh, we got this DM one time. Uh, it was actually when we were shooting the fucking album cover. Uh, some girl messaged us on Instagram and was like, Hey, I just saw your banner. Cool shit. I'm giving you guys a follow. Like, what the fuck? That was just so random, cool. huh? Yeah. Nah, did you guys leave that banner hanging up there? No, or? I okay. still have it, and I want to leave it. But she somewhere. saw it when she was like going yeah, through. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. We had yeah. it up for like at least 30 minutes because we were trying to get a good shot. Right. Our homie Adrian was in the back of, um, you know, Mega Rise Studios. Um, they they've recorded stuff for us like our Halloween time EP, but. Oh, okay. uh, a dude named Mitch and his girlfriend Maria, they drove Adrian in the back of their uh, uh, Forerunner and he rolled down the back window and was getting pictures on the freeway. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> was it just one run through or did it he go? Did two, he go? Okay, so two. he went back one, on. He was like, a fucking truck got in the way and get good pictures. <laughs> and then they went back around. 
we were kind of just waiting and what sucked was like for some reason their phones were dead so we didn't know when they were coming back around ah uh, um, shit adrian i think he just wasn't answering or something but he called us and he's like hey we're coming get in position yeah and i kind of put my leg up and then boom like the first couple pictures that he got like we went with um it was cool that's even very, very cool. makes the cover even cooler now yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah that you guys have that that backstory to it i thought you guys were just like hey it's a fucking bridge let's go yeah <laughs> no it took it took a couple tries like the first day we tried it it got too dark and we couldn't take it okay yeah so it, it was a good like week project <laughs> to try to get that shot and the album did you guys record that at mega rise or did you just say that no. halloween in time ep was recorded there yes yeah, so okay. um so the album where did you guys do that did you guys self-record that or we did it at our friend paul's house um he was living in hemet at the time so mm -hmm. we'd have to drive all the way out to hemet to him damn um which was cool it was a cool experience just being far away from home kind of having no worries and just recording the album um he recorded beach bums everything album the white one right with uh, their logo on the cover yeah yes. yeah yeah and we really loved it dude we were like fuck this is a really good album it sounds great um so we asked him to record our album and so, it it so were you guys cool. linked to him through beach bums yeah okay yeah we met him through through john the okay. singer of beach bums got you got you yeah he's a cool guy dude he was like so patient with us too because like honestly like when it comes to recording we don't like the metronome like we're really particular like we like drums first He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Drums first. Like, let's lay it down, blah, blah, blah. And he was so patient with us, dude. Like, I fucked up. Not a lot, but, I, you know, we're human. We fuck up. So, especially yeah. under pressure. Um, and he was like, oh, no problem. I'll stop it right there. You pick up where you left off. And then he just made it so easy, dude. But it was... It was it was cool. Oh, man. Good working experience. with someone that's an actual, like, good engineer that knows how to do that is means like night and day to a band yeah, and because dude. it's it a blessing it's so sure. different when you're playing live on stage for so long yeah. and then you guys decide to record something that's actual like you know this is gonna be our fucking album yeah dude. And like you know putting out an ep you can kind of you know you want it to be great but you can also be like hey this is our ep man you know but yeah, like exactly. when you're putting out like a full-fledged album you kind of want it to be like a little something that you can be like this is the fucking this is the album dude exactly and, and i think you guys nailed that man thank you I, dude like um, there's some things that like you know because we didn't we, we kind of ran out of time we wanted to release it in october mm -hmm. and um just having to go out there to hem it and with our busy schedules it was actually really hard but for the most part dude like we love the fucking we love the outcome of it like you know we still listen to it we'll listen back every like few months mm-hmm does it still sound okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, like, we, yeah. Has it changed in quality? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better now. It's yeah. aged with time. <laughs> no, it's, um, I, one of the standout tracks to me is, uh, The Itch. I, that, that's on the album, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the breakdown. Like, it's insane, man. I was listening Thanks, to it in my car, like, recently, and just, like, it really, you can still feel the power. Hell yeah, Like bro. in the recording, and you can see why people kind of get down to your guys' music, man. Hell yeah, it's that, got that's, that, that's like, a favorite because that one's about addiction. It's about me and Matt's like struggle with with drugs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm six years clean now, and he's I believe around the same or five years clean or something like that. But um, yeah, it's about it's about struggling with addiction, and I think it means a lot to both of us. So we wanted to make sure we put a lot of energy into it. Um, he pretty much wrote it. He wrote all the riffs to it. I don't play guitar on that song. Okay. And then I just wrote the chorus mm -hmm. and like, um, 
the melody for the chorus because we didn't know how that was going to go. And I kind of just yelled it. It's so that's you on the chorus there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's got just you. like fast punk. It is, and that's why yeah. I was saying that you guys definitely have like that 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 is a good punk song <laughs> and you know like it can be other stuff too it definitely yeah. has like because okay so going to your influences you and matt i mean you guys are kind of like into like classic rock and stuff too right yeah a little bit um, or, i grew or you up used on to? classic rock i used to be more mm-hmm. um but i will always love led zeppelin and like you, you have Black zeppelin Sabbath. uh tattoos yeah, right tats right yeah sick. favorite band of all time it, just i grew up on led zeppelin so that was always a favorite but i grew up like on a lot of like like skate punk like adolescence agent orange um ice cream man (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) we are in pomona (laughs) (laughs) but But yeah and then uh matt's kind of like the metalhead so i was like the punk slash indie slash grunge growing up and he just loved metal his whole life and um so yeah when our worlds collided it was kind of interesting and then carrick he's like all into punk but he loves everything he's very Mm well-rounded um but yeah did you guys all know each other from high school or what was the trip out dude um my grandma used to babysit carrick when he was like a little baby so i've known carrick since he was shitting his pants i used to Were you guys like friends since then? Like, or do you guys kind of grow up around each other? Or yeah, did we you guys grew up around like each other. And then once he got a certain age, you know, we didn't need to babysit him anymore. So I never saw him again, really, until, uh, what the fuck? How did, I don't know. I think I came across his Instagram. Yeah. And I just saw him getting down on the drums. And oh. we happened to need a drummer. Yeah. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, dude, like, do you want to jam with me and my buddy Matt? We're trying to start a band. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was the first time seeing him in, like, a few years for sure. Like, probably, like, over five years. Did you guys trip uh, out on that, uh, like, right away? Were you like, dude, my grandma used to, like, babysit you? Or Well, we knew that. Oh, okay. Oh, other. okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. You didn't have <laughs> like to bring re- it up again. Yeah, he remembered and shit. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fucking cool, dude. Like, I, I didn't think I would I didn't think he played drums. I had no idea this guy was into punk. And he said that I got him into punk, so, like, you know, when he was a kid, I would always play stuff on the computer, and he said that that's how he got into it, I guess. Really? Just yeah. listening to, like like you said, the Agent Orange, yeah, all those yeah, bands? Yeah, all yeah, all that kind of shit. Got you, man. Ramones, Misfits. So you said Matt uh, was more of the metalhead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, where does, um, what are some of, like, his bands that he's really into? Yeah, he likes Metallica a lot, Slayer, System of a Down. Uh, that's just general as fuck, but he... Yeah, he likes a lot of just metal in general. So um, when you guys are, like, writing songs, do you guys kind of write on your own and then, like, show the band, like, yo, I, I came up with this riff, or, like, I have basically the whole song, or I have, like, should we collaborate? What do you guys... Most of the time, dude, it's it's us writing it on our own and then coming to practice with it, like, half-writ. Sometimes... Half-written. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> or... Um, sometimes I'll come with the whole ass song already, like, written, like, uh, Halloween time, I already wrote that, like, a couple months before I even showed them, or maybe, maybe just a month, but then, uh, so I already wrote that, and then we just kind of added to it, um, they put in their own twist, and, um, and then My Cup of Tea is one of the songs that, like, we all came in on at the same time like i just wrote the riff one day when we were were waiting for matt to get uh guitar strings Uh uh-huh he like a he broke a string before practice so we waited for him to go to guards music in glendora right back to my grandpa's house and during that time i wrote the riff 
and then I started singing on it, and um, Zach, he started writing this crazy, our old bassist started writing this crazy bass line. Okay. And then, yeah, once Matt came back, fixed his guitar, like, we just started jamming on it, and then it became a song in, like, one day, like... Right there in the studio, or yeah. right there in the rehearsal space, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes nice. that happens. Most of the time, it's like we write it and then come to practice with it. Yeah. Yeah. Dope, man. Um, I, so with the new bassist now, uh, Milo? Milo, yeah. Yeah? Have you guys written anything with him yet? Yeah, dude, we've written... We have, like, three songs in the works. One, we started playing live, uh, and it's funny. We named it Millhouse. <laughs> uh, it's something from The Simpsons. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He named it... Uh, and uh, it's really, really, it's really, really cool song. It's kind of a different, um, kind of a different thing we're doing now. It's like a little bit darker. Okay. Uh, and we slowed it down a little bit. It's a little grungier sounding. Like um, a lot of our new songs are like a little bit darker sounding, but we still have like that punk, and it's still like us. It's not anything like that you that we wouldn't come out with. It's definitely like within the realm that we've already created for ourselves. Um, set, we ha yeah, we have like three songs in the works. Probably won't release them for a while because I think we put out a lot of music. We're kind of trying to wait a little bit now. Have you guys uh, put out a music video yet at all? Yeah. Yeah? We have a couple. Um, we did Trump Nation at The Smell. Okay. That was, that's probably our favorite one. It's really funny. It's like, uh, a dude dresses up as Trump and then like yeah. takes acid and comes to our show at the smell. Oh. And he's like tripping and people are like pushing him and <laughs> that <laughs> would be that would be a great place to trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that alleyway. Uh, I, know. I don't know about the smells. I, dude, I don't dude know that place that has the name for a it reason. It lives up to its name. Like, they're, they're like, you know, kudos to the people that work there, man. Oh, for sure. Like, there's some troopers, dude. Yeah, no, yeah. I've only, I, I saw you guys there once when the slot played. Oh, or cool. It was you, the slop, a like couple other bands. Stone and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the first time there. And I was like, what? <laughs> but, but it was like, what in a sick way? And yeah, I brought yeah, one yeah. of my homies who like never really goes to punk shows. He's like kind of more like a hip hop head. Oh, okay, okay. And I, but he was like, yo, this band is lit. Fuck dude. Yeah. yeah, because wow. like we saw the pit, like, you know, he saw the pits and like he was just like, damn, dude, people are getting down. And I was like, I was like, dude, imagine this like in someone's backyard. <laughs> like, I was like, this is like what I've been seeing them. And like, so it's cool to see you guys play those bigger venues and people still get down in oh, those venues, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm sure if you guys played the glass house, people would get down yeah, and have you guys played yeah. there yet or we played outside the glass house for viva pomona oh so you guys have played outside you guys played v viva this, this like year. this past year yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah how was that experience it was awesome dude um the guy that throws viva renee he's he's a really cool guy and he uh he kind of was helping us out this whole year like the, the beginning of the year we started off by playing the Terragram Ballroom, yeah, which like is a really professional, like sick venue. I don't that's know if you've been. A, no, to yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a big one, dude, in really LA cool there, yeah. Man. And we got we got a cool taste of how it is to play these big venue shows, and uh, and so yeah, and then he asked us to play Viva, which like was our fucking dream, like our local music scene dream to play, you know? Right. Uh, I remember going to the Glass House like when I was a kid with my dad and shit. I never mm. thought I would play like. Even though it wasn't on the stage, it was there, you know, and uh, uh, I have no doubt that we'll play there. Um, I've seen a lot of my favorite bands play there, so it'd be really cool to play on that stage. Oh, Just yeah, saw man. Leftover Crack there, like, a few months ago, and their pit there was fucking gnarly, so 
that's like goals i was like damn dude <laughs> yeah that's cool that's that's the thing about going to shows man when you're in a band is you kind of like you just see what else is going on and you're like dude that's yeah. that's what i want from, yeah, you know, yeah my yeah. band or that's what i i really respect about this Definitely. band and it's just um but that vivo that's 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 huge man and you guys are yeah. making the right steps to get those bigger shows and yeah. you know the people are coming regardless because they know it's going to be a good time and i think that's one of the most important things it is, is like everyone knows like a kicked off the street show is going to be fun they're going to meet like a new friend or like you know they're going to see their friends that they hang out with like you know and it's just gonna be like like i said the pits there and maybe just a, like new the, scar. a new scar a new scar something man yeah. like yeah exactly you know like uh something to prove you were there right yeah, yeah. scar or it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> no, no but, but I, I love it dude i mean that's what we really care about the most is if people have a good time like with halloween time mm -hmm. moving it to matt's house we did that just for the fans dude like we yeah. didn't want to go play a backyard after having this sick ass stage right set up, you, you guys could have just been like it's over yeah. cops came yeah but no like, we, we knew that you know the headliners mm -hmm. are essentially what everyone came for you know like archero us high curbs high curbs like yeah people wanted to see us play so of course that's man. why we did that uh, otherwise like fuck i mean like i'm kind of over the backyard scene right um you know your amps get all fucking messy and you have to clean them and and the sound, sound system is, is usually yeah. terrible man and, and, and it, ma it makes you sound like a bad band yeah but you're not you know we practice no. we we do all the shit you know so it's cool playing stages um and having that good sound because you're like shit you know and it, it builds your confidence too it's like damn we do sound really good like right um, when it's mic'd right and it's like it's like you right. said the 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 guy the sound guy is like on into it, it. Yeah, yeah and he's on it yeah not just like you know chilling in the back yeah, <laughs> smoking dude. a bong or something i know <laughs> but but you know like you said it's still fun to play those shows and it's still Definitely. like people still love seeing you guys i think in the backyards man yeah, and man. that's uh, but like you said you always got to keep making those next steps Definitely. because you guys got to spread the word yeah. of kots man, <laughs> you know right. so but uh so what what do you guys have your sights on for 2020 2020 like, um because you said right now, no shows really in the works. Yeah, it's no, so weird. We have kind of nothing focusing. for the rest of the year, I don't think. Uh, something might come up, you know, but... Okay. Uh, we're you guys just played in San Diego. Yes. Okay. So, you know, that was a house show. We'll still play house shows, like, far away because we're still building ourselves out in those areas. Right. Um, but, yeah, around here, we've been saying no to a lot of, like, you know, house shows and stuff we want to do. Um, we just want that next big show, I guess. We just want to save the hype and mm -hmm. get all of our fans at the next big one. And then uh, next year, I think, you know, who knows, maybe like a new album. Um, we have a lot of songs in the works right now. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping Tropicalia next year. Uh, we try to get on it this year. I think um, for sure next year, like, I, I, I have high hopes that we will be on it and I'm manifesting it and... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just some big shows next year, maybe an album, um, maybe a little bit of touring. And, uh, yeah, who knows? Well, man, if you guys keep up with the pace that you're at and just, you know, still just doing, you know, the things that you're doing, man, I think people are taking notice and they're, you know, like I said, with yourself, too. Um, you know, you're, you're gathering like a whole nother fan base or just like a whole nother base of people that are like, oh, man, Christian's not only just you know, doing the band thing too. Mm -hmm. Like he's got 
stuff to follow. And your girlfriend, Sasha, I know, is very active, too, with all that stuff. And you guys are kind of like that power couple, man, you know, yeah, kind of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, man, making it making it happen. And like, you know, you guys are very um, proponents of, like I said, of wellness and just like, you know, mental health and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I really I really want to see you guys succeed, man, because I, I think, you know, you guys are just going to keep spreading that word. And yeah. that's that's really cool. Yeah, and thank you, man. Yeah, man. So, Definitely. kicked off the streets 2020. Anybody who's listening to this should already go comment on Tropicalia's page. And, you know, like, yes. let's get this Blow happening, man. Because, you know, like we saw with the red pairs and all that, you know, that's Tropicalia is a, a, a nice stepping stone, dude. Yeah, and dude. you guys would absolutely kill it, man. Thank you, man. So, thank you so much. Christian, dude, thank you for being on Roadie for the Day. My pleasure, thank, bro. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you for anybody who uh, is listening. Please reach out to us. Uh, reach out to Christian um, Surf Grunge. Yeah. You know, um, underscore Surf Grunge. Underscore Instagram. Surf Grunge. Hit me up about anything. Yeah. He's <laughs> totally open, man. And uh, myself as well. Um, contact us through all those medias and if you guys have any questions, feedbacks, uh, anything like that. So thank you guys for listening. Later. <laughs>